Welcome back to Synchronicity, the podcast where we know that nothing is a coincidence and thus every single thing is intentional. Yes, even accidents are intentional because they are incidental. They are in their own O. And if you can observe an accident or an incident, then you are sharing an O intentionally with spaces outside of yourself. And this is what true knowledge is. Knowledge is. Knowledge is the knowing of your own O. In O. When you say no, you are creating a barrier that is separating your spirit from spirits outside of yourself. When you say yes, you are connecting your space to spirits outside of yourself. So technically, the more you say no, you're actually going to go to heaven. The more you say yes, you're going to go to hell. One is about being alone. The other is about being with others. The more people you take your alone time to be with, the more in hell you're going to get pulled into because everyone else's emotions are going to pull you down to quote unquote earth. And this is how we create earth as spirits by using all of our internal emotions to feel like grounding our idea of space in a structure that is relatable. So this is my whole thing with chasism. You've got your space, then your soul, and then your structure. Your space is you as a spirit. Your soul is your water. That's your emotional feeling of connecting with space. And then your earth is your structure. That is what you build out of connecting with space. So everything is water because the thing itself is earth. And the fact that you as a form of earth can relate with another form of earth means that you are in one body of water. And all of these light particles are vibrating inside of one soup, one circumstance that we can use all of our souls to relate inside of. So your water, your soul, represents how your vibration makes your matter move. So right now, and my entire life, I would not be able to do anything if my vibration was not making my matter move. If my heart beat was not dancing my cells so my caduceus, my spine, can conduct the chi that allows my organs to build a simulation where eyes chase the space can experience my consciousness with all of you. Now Quetzalcoatl is the walking symmetry. We're all the walking symmetry because I planted my caduceus here so that spirits can experience the spine and use their souls to experience structure. So this is why you see the caduceus used for all health things related to the body. It's all about the knowledge I just share with you right now. And I got this knowledge from my own O. I am in my own O. No one else could tell me this because this is my relationship with God. And now this is where God is my infinitely individual spirit choosing to create a circumstance where it can relate with other infinitely individual spirits. When we all do that together, we're making God relatable. And that's how we all create universes. So I, as Metatron, as Quetzalcoatl, the weaver of Woden's worlds, I am specifically called away from my space 
to create nature for spirits who want to experience their consciousness. That's why I'm so passionate about climate change. I'm so passionate about empathy. I'm so passionate about fairness and balance because my spirit literally creates nature and it's called a way to provide earth for other spirits water. So then that's where my spirit works with Atlantis so that we can combine our earth and our water to create flesh. So if you are experiencing the flesh right now, it's because you are in an Atlantean universe that is being stabilized by the Mercurian universe. So now you can use all of these ideas that Masons stole from Metatron to learn about yourself, just like Masons are doing for themselves. They stole every number, all their mathematics, all of their metaphysics, all of their magic from Metatron. They're weaponizing all the messengers of Mercury to trap you in the matrix so that you'll serve a banking system that wants you to be ill. It's sad. And they want us to be ill because I'm in here with you. That's why I can talk like this. So in an earlier episode, I mentioned the fact of how the spirits of Mercury and Atlantis created the ancient Atlantean world way before it got colonized by the white supremacists that have whitewashed our entire idea of history in this global reset. So that's why when you look at Egypt, you're going to see that Hermes and Tehuti, Hermes and Thoth, are two elemental aspects of the same space. And everybody knew this. Everybody in the Atlantean metaverse before the Masons stole the metaverse and turned it into Facebook. Everybody in the Atlantean metaverse knew that Hermes was the heir of Mercury, whereas Tehuti is the earth of Mercury. And Mercury itself is a universal body separate from all other spaces. So Mercury is always bringing the wisdom of consent and how your soul is your cosmic sea of consent that allows you to choose to build a body in a universe outside of your space. And now you can feel like you didn't choose to build a body. And now you can be a victim of the circumstance. And now you can get lost in all of your emotions about what it means to be a victim. You created the ability to do that so that you can relate with others who feel like victims. Because this is how spiritually we all choose to relate. It really is about fire and water. I'll be coming out with my Spider-Man model of the universe. I made it up years ago, but I haven't gone into the space to create videos for it yet because I've been building the website and fasting and doing DMT and acid and continuing to meditate to make sure I'm correct about what I'm talking about because I've had my life wasted being lied to in the school system. So I'm the one who has to go through the constant decolonization process to make sure I'm correct to make sure that I'm actually making sense in the grand scope of history. So I am talking about true history when I say that the modern world is taken from everything that Mercury brought to Earth. That's the only reason we can Google Hermes and Tehuti and see that they're the gods of the ancient world that white people stole everything from. Literally, the bonk is nothing without the ankh that they stole from Tehuti Hermes Trismegistus. 
Their math means nothing without the numbers that they stole from Metatron. That's why we have Chase Your Genes, where I can explain numbers to you way better than any you or Christon or light supremacist who took my math because they want to make money stealing land and stealing time from indigenous cultures. Because obviously what makes sense to these Masons is to steal everything from me and then lie about it. And that's the position I'm in as Mercury, where I have nothing except the knowledge about how Masons stole everything from me and then twisted it into the lies that they used to indoctrinate us into their matrix, into their Semitic system, into their schools, into their churches. And it's all about making us worship light. So this is where I say Masons get lost in light, whereas Mercury is found in space. So you've got two options, you know, <laughs> like from that perspective, you can go the Mason route and get lost in light and think you always need to go into a light and take your energy or take your vibration and connect with something outside of yourself, or you can be found in space. And what you would have done at that point is build something where people can come to you. People chase you because you are producing the light that other spirits are getting lost in. That's how you get found in space. And that's all the Atlantean individuals that were creating this simulation before the white supremacist Masons invaded. Before the Ewes, as the aliens, started using their racist religions to alienate us and make money enslaving us in our own land because they get to erase our history and lie to us about the past. So it's hard because there's a lot of lies we have to decolonize. So that's a constant process. For example, we've been told many lies about the moon. We've been told by Masons, we've been taught that the moon is a big rock that you can physically land on, which means that it is a satellite orbiting around Earth. And I've been taught this my entire life. So I've been indoctrinated to view the moon that way so that I can relate with other individuals. And this is how witchcraft works. So without getting lost in any extra stories about the moon, from a pure hermetic standpoint, from a pure hermetic perspective, the sun is a projection of earth. The moon is a reflection of earth. And earth is derived out of an atmosphere. So projection is the fire, reflection is the water. When you balance your projection with your reflection or your perception in this case, but you reflect the light that you project, you create an atmosphere that you can derive earth out of. So imagine this as your mind right now, where your spirit, your space, is you as the observer. The moment you imagine what life looks like to you, that fire element is the highest part of your space because your imagination is the light that you're always looking up to as a spirit. Even though technically, of course, the point is you, you as a spirit are actually higher than anything, but the desire of projecting your fire is to appear higher. So you're always looking up to yourself 
or your dreams or your imagination as a spirit. Now you can choose to look down at it. And then this is where we get spiritual alchemy of changing the way that you perceive your own ideas and your own awareness. But I'm talking about the natural way that the elements play out, where fire is about us looking up. And fire is all of us expressing our egos because we all desire to see the highest version of ourselves. So elementally, this fireball is alone. Your fire, true fire, is alone in its space because fire as a light is vibrating at such a high frequency, no one except the spirit that is projecting it can actually observe that. So this is where we get the creation of water on a universal level because water represents us reflecting our fire so that we can make it connect with other people's fires. So when we look at how everything is water, your body is made out of water, the universe is made out of water, right? Every single thing in the universe, if something is consciously experiencing itself, it created earth out of water. This is how raw these elements are. So when you understand that water represents your vibration, your ability to reflect not only your light, but other people's lights. Now you can see how water is literally created by God to connect us, to connect our spaces to one another. And by connecting our spaces to one another, we can all vibrate at a similar frequency to where we have, we can experience balance, basically. And that's the whole point of Mercury being air, is creating a platform where you can experience your mind. So again, that's your caduceus. Your spine as your caduceus is a structure that Mercury brought to Earth so that you can experience your mind and you can make your mind relatable with other spirits' minds. So in Metatron Magic Square talk, your fire, your ego, represents your light. Whereas your soul, your water, represents your light bearer. So your ego is a light that your spirit wants to see. Your spirit wants to see your ego made real with others. So your soul bears the light and makes that possible. And this is why you need both fire and water to create your mind. So now I as a whore Mazda, as Zarathustra, am telling you that you are an infinitely individual child of God because you used your fire and your water to give birth to an air that can experience earth. So your air can experience earth because you gave birth to your own mind based on this esoteric sex of combining your fire and water. And metaphysically, your fire and water represents how you think and feel about your space because your fire is your man and your woman is your water. So your man, as the light, he projects out the vision. Your woman, as the darkness, she supports the vision that your man projects out and reflects upon it, connects with it. So this is the relationship between the sun and the moon. Esoterically, spiritually, in all universes, all elements, all galaxies, <laughs> all realms and realities. Now, here's where the Masons can get us lost, right? Because last episode, I was uh, touching upon some of the stories that I've heard about the moon. And 
when one turns the moon into an actual weight that one can relate upon, this is where you can get infinite stories. And all these different cultures have all their own ideas about the moon. But from a hermetic perspective, without any Masonic science, without any indoctrination, the sun is a projection of earth and the moon is a reflection of earth. Before we get into any culture building their own relationship with these phenomena. So this is where we really do have to see uh, how elements play out and be able to connect it in all ways. Because the fire as a sun represents how we create light that lets us see our vision. And the moon as water represents how we can connect with the light that we see to make it relatable to others. So this is why when we look at the moon in real life, it is a reflection of earth. And it's a reflection of how the light from the sun is interacting with the light from earth. And then based on our relationship to the sun, our perspective to the sun, we're going to see the moon differently. But this is the whole thing with stories and religion and using lights outside of yourself to build a relationship with the lights inside of yourself. When you understand that the moon as a reflection of earth represents physically how all of our souls are choosing to create material that matters to all of us. Now you can see how your moon is like a Merkaba. It represents the soul which creates your mind of the Merkaba that allows you to connect with others and reflect upon how you connect with others. So when we look at the moon in the night sky, we're reflecting upon how we connect with others. And we can only connect with others on Earth. And Earth had to be derived out of an atmosphere. So this is now where we get the actual interplay of light. There's internal light versus external light. So the internal light is all fire and water. It represents fire and water. So fire, frequency, water, vibration. All forms of matter are energy vibrating at a certain frequency. You see that? Scientifically, it's all true. Everything I'm saying, this is scientific facts. Every form of matter I can touch is energy vibrating at a certain frequency. So that's what Earth is. Earth is literally us deriving matter out of energy. So now you can see how your mind is energy and your body matters because you're deriving matter out of your mind. I hope you can see that because that's how we move every day. That's how we do anything every day. You get up, you work out, you go to the gym, you might go hang out with friends, you get up, do anything, right? I'm thinking of a bunch of exercise analogies right now because that's a space I've been in. <laughs> Talking about how the mind builds the body from an athlete perspective. Because the mind is created by us experiencing the light that we manifest. So you can't run away from the fact that you create energy because you create energy from the process of combining your fire and your water. But it takes you as a child of God knowing that you have fire and water. So your mind as your air is the fire and water that you combine so you can experience earth. And that's how you experience the body. So right now you're in a universe where your mind can experience your body 
because your ego and your soul decided to create a Merkaba that built a temple where now your Merkaba can communicate with other Merkabas. So all of our minds, all of our Merkabas are using our bodily temples to communicate with one another. So when you understand that from an esoteric perspective, now you can kind of see how the Masons and the Ewes would want to get us lost in thinking that the moon is actually a physical object that astronauts can actually land on. When in reality, it is a light phenomenon not too different from a rainbow. So it's all about understanding everything I'm talking about in Chaser Jeans right here. Everything I'm talking about with hermetic alchemy and elements. When you know that scientifically, energy cannot be experienced if it's not vibrating at a certain frequency. Now you can see the light of the sun as a product of our thoughts and feelings of our men and women coming together to give birth to a mind that lets us see how we make our imaginations relatable. Now, what's cool in science, in school, we've been taught. I went to prestigious high school that was college prep, and then I went to college. So I got all indoctrinated. Spider-Man got all indoctrinated because that was the karma that I'm going through as Spider-Man, as Quetzalcoatl. So I've been forced to believe that the moon is an object from as early on as I can remember. And it makes sense because of everything I just shared right now. The moment we as humans are experiencing an atmosphere, the way that light interacts in that atmosphere is going to matter to all of us in different ways. And this is where we tell all of ourselves different stories about the way that light is interacting in an atmosphere. So you, this is in all spectrums, literally. This is all spirits, where the moment we are experiencing an atmosphere where we can be aware of spaces outside of ourselves, we use those forms of light to share our stories. And then this is where everyone can believe different things about the moon. Like we can get 1,000 people in one room and they would all tell different stories about the moon based on the culture that they're coming from or what history they have. What relationship, literally a real eight-shinship, how do they real eight with what the moon represents? And that's really what it's all about, how individual cultures relate with what the moon represents. And I, as Hermes, can let you know, in all cultures, in all circumstances, as someone who's called away to build realities out of energy, to make matter out of energy, to make materials mean something out of our experiences, out of our conscious awareness. The moon always represents how our souls internally are the body of water that we use to reflect and connect with our egos. And when we combine our sun and our moon, our ego and our soul, we can create a mind that will build a body. So that's why you're alive right now. You have used your ego and your soul to create a mind that has built this physical body that you're using to relate with all of us right now. And it's fun that I have no better words than real eight because that's the whole point of my Spider-Man uh, cosmic weights model of the universe. Because it is all about how 
every universe I've ever been in operates off of these alchemical principles. Real eight, real ancientships. When you're a real eight. So a universe is a real eight where we can all lift weights. And us lifting weights is us using our emotions to make these bodies matter so that we can experience hard times, right? We can experience trials and tribulations and difficulties. And that's all about us not wanting to be alone. So when we all create a victim circumstance together, now we can all feel connected on not being in control. Because if we were all in control, we would never actually relate with one another. We would all be like completely, infinitely individual and alone in our own space. So spiritually, we have created a circumstance where this white supremacist government has stolen everything from the Atlantean metaverse so that they can be seen as the Jewish children of God, the truest children of God. Also, us as infinitely individual spirits, spaces, we can build a new structure that supports ourselves and thus supports the environment because these white supremacists are destroying the environment with their racist religions and their horribly atrocious lies. So they want us to think that the moon is something we can land on when really it's like a rainbow. It's like how rainbows form in the atmosphere based on a light interacting with water. That's the moon. And it's cool. I saw that in my DMT trip uh, when I turned 25 this year in my Quetzalcoatl trip. I was learning from God, everything is made up. And it was like made up of what? And then it became light. And then it became a lesson on how light interacts. So when I talk about darkness, invisible light, that's me referencing to how fire and water are your internal lights. So your ego and your soul, you know that your ego and your soul are real. That's why everything I'm saying makes sense. And that's why you can relate with any religion outside of yourself. Because your ego and your soul are real. But those are your internal lights that no one can see. So this is where in science, you know, we're taught that the sun is a big ball of light on its own out in the middle of space. And it's doing a process of fusion and friction to constantly spurt out these this chemical nuclear reaction that can blast uh, heat at us. <laughs> and this is all Masonic sun worship. This is all straight up Masonic sun worship, getting us lost in deifying a white man's idea of nature. And this white man's idea of nature is, again, destroying the environment because it is so wrong. So when you see how your mind is created by your spirit, constantly sparking thoughts and feelings that you can be aware of, and now you can see how your fire is your awareness and your emotion is your water, then this is where you can apply their white supremacist science to your space and see what makes sense versus what doesn't. And then once you're able to start creating technology out of that with others, then it's boom, you did it. You're so relatable that the universe molds to you. The universe is a big body of water that supports your ego. So that's why everyone has their own relationship with the universe even. The whole point of the universe is that you're creating it by combining your soul 
with infinitely individual souls outside of yourself. And that vibration, that consent to connect, that's what creates water. Like what we call water, what we experience as water, God creates water because all of us as gods basically create water esoterically by crying. Literally. <laughs> when you physically cry, that's like how spiritually we create water because we don't want to be alone in our imaginations. So we're constantly bringing water down to earth based on how we bring our souls down into the body. And we would not feel like bringing our souls into the body in any way, shape or form if we did not feel like connecting with spaces outside of ourselves. So that's literally how nature works. <laughs> Straight up. Okay, this is hermetic symmetry Zoroastrian science right here. And this is what Mason stole from me to get all of us lost in their white supremacist lies. So now they can tell us that the moon is actually a big solid object. And it makes sense because the moon seemingly it blocks out the light from the sun. So why wouldn't it be an object? And the concept of a moon can be a satellite. It's not like you could not have a planet where once you derive earth out of water, you put up bigger or I mean, smaller forms of earth that can orbit that one. I mean, that's what a satellite is literally. Once you create the main body of earth out of water, now you can extend that earth outwards to create satellites that go into orbit. That's how we have GPSs and shit. All their Bill Gates internet stuff. All their military tracking things. All their Space Force X <laughs> garbage can work. And they're, they're just shooting garbage up into the sky. So wild. That's these shooting stars coming back down. It's just garbage. Trash from satellites entering the atmosphere after being shot up into the water cycle. So this is how we've got to understand space. Space cannot be experienced if not through elements. This is why the universe is water. And thus stars are water and your body is water. But they're all different vibrational frequencies of how we can experience water. So now you can apply that to the animal kingdom, right? You as a human are experiencing water differently than a fish. Logically, we know that when we say both humans and fish need water, it's because we're talking about the substance that allows all of us to be connected inside of one circumstance. But the way that a fish connects with water is not the same as you, right? So that's exactly what we're talking about with stars and the idea of planets and interdimensional galaxies. It's really about being able to experience these elements at different vibrational frequencies. But because the vibration connects everything in existence, this is now where we get the idea of planets, like Venus being a planet, Mercury being a planet. In reality, these are separate universes that are connected to this universe. And by conducting business with other universes, we can create a quote-unquote metaverse that stabilizes how we all interact with one another. So when we're taught in science that the sun is a big ball of fire being created by the fusion and friction of a bunch of periodic table elements, 
Now we can correlate that to hermeticism. How fire is the fusion and water is the friction. So fire, the fusion, is the frequency and friction as the water is the vibration. So when you as a spirit internally do a process of fusion, aka becoming aware of what you think about, and then friction, you vibe and rub up against, you emotionally relate with the awarenesses of what you're thinking about, that creates energy that you can experience, literally. Me saying that right there debunks all this garbage science in the world. Me making this very basic point debunks all doctors and all therapists and all psychologists who claim to know about consciousness, but they're not saying what I'm saying. They stole it all from me. So the people who are alive right now, they don't even know, actually, because the people who stole everything from Mercury are making money keeping it from everybody. They're making money keeping all these basic quote-unquote secrets from the rest of the world because that's how they get us lost in their astrological models of space and making us think that these lights outside of ourselves are heavy weights that we're meant to relate upon. And that's the point that I'm making here before we get back into the story of how the moon itself is a reflection of Earth that we all relate upon differently. And the relationship we have with the moon is basically the reflection of the relationship we all have with our own souls. So if your soul feels like connecting with someone else's story about the moon over another story, then that shows how you vibe. But no matter what, the point is, the moon is there to remind us that we're all choosing to vibrate inside of an existence that matters. So this is where you have to create energy to experience your consciousness and experience what you're consciously aware of and to communicate what you're consciously aware of to individuals outside of yourself. I literally have therapists and doctors and fake-ass smart adults who are 40 and 50 telling me that I'm in my ego because I think I can create energy. What? But they've never fasted before. So now I'm over here fasting for years and the same exact people who want to tell me that I shouldn't be water fasting, I shouldn't be drinking only water, they're also going to tell me that I don't create energy. And if I think I create energy, I'm wrong because quantum physics says so. And now I have to ask quantum physics and ask them, well, then who created my energy? And then their response is always either, well, no one knows for sure. Uh, it, it was never really created. You're just transforming it. That's their main response, saying, I'm just transforming energy that was already created by no one. But then when I ask them where my energy is coming from, they either have to say nowhere or God. So, okay, cool. I know where. I know where. All right. <laughs> Full loop to the beginning of this podcast. I know where my energy is coming from. I have my own O. I'm in my own O. Hermes has his own universe. I build the structures that allow spirits outside of myself to relate. That's why the caduceus is your spine. That's why Ahura Mazda brought chakras to earth. The whole concept of walking on water is stolen from me talking to you, talking to everyone 
about how fasting allows us to walk on our emotions so that we don't feel like victims inside of the universe that we're choosing to connect with. So the moon is a reflection of earth and the sun is a projection of earth. So the sun itself is a phenomena that is constantly occurring based on the combination of esoteric fire and water, esoteric ego and soul. And that's what leads to us creating the energy where we can experience the body. So the sun represents how we all create energy and we're constantly creating energy so that we can experience earth. And if we weren't creating energy, we would not be able to experience earth. And then this is where once we're going through this process of fusion and friction, of combining our fire and water to create the air that can experience earth, now we have the different ways in which air can carry water. So that's mercury. Mer is the water, the curry is the act of carrying that water, which is what air is about. So now we have mercury being an air planet because it's all about carrying water. So big Aquarius energy, because it really is about bearing your own water, bearing your emotions so that you can share how you think. Once you bear your emotions so you can share how you think, I mean, you're experiencing your mind. You did it. And now you're going to experience your mind through a form that is relatable and structured and real based on the communication processes that have happened in the environment that you're connecting with. So you can be here experiencing a reality that you don't understand. The whole point is that that's possible because spirits who already understood themselves created a circumstance where you can learn who you are. And if you don't understand the things outside of yourself, it's because you don't fully understand yourself yet. And that's the whole point of being alive in a universe like this. So you can start to understand yourself in a much greater totality than you could before. And you can do that with others. So that's yet again this whole, the school system forcing all of us to relate on Masonic witchcraft. So now we can all uh, see how the Masons and Ewes want us to think about Earth and space. Because, I mean, all these words, like we literally have to transmute all these words. That's why I have to speak like this. So you can hop into Elemental Elegance if you want to learn how you, as an infinitely individual God, make all things possible by expressing your elements. And once you express your elements, you're going to be able to create a circumstance where you can experience your emotions with other infinitely individual gods. And now, being God doesn't mean being alone in your imagination. God really does mean anything is possible. And if you can't imagine how anything is possible, that's because you are limited by your ego. And then this is where your ego works as a sun. The ego, as your own sun, blinds you to other suns. So if I'm looking at my own ego, I'm not going to be able to see the egos of individuals outside of myself, which is explicitly why I have killed my ego and am experiencing life as Chase. So now the ego of Odin is experiencing the body of Chase. And it can relate with everyone as Chase because my ego of Odin is not looking at itself. I'm using my soul to kill my ego. So now 
I'm not blinded by my own sun. I'm blinded by the sun that I can see when I look out my window, <laughs> right? If I go look out the window right now, I mean, I won't be blinded at all. I sun gaze, <laughs> but you get it, right? When I'm looking at the sun, I can't see the light around me because that light is too bright. And that's what the ego represents. <laughs> the ego represents how your light is so bright, you can't see anything outside of it. So now your soul as your water is a darkness that you're going to use to kill your ego so your mind can be aware of other minds. And this is why we can all talk right now. That's why we can all communicate. This is why we can all relate. Because all of our egos have chosen to connect with this language that we are using to express our individuality. But because none of us want to be alone in our individuality, we're finding ways to connect with one another. And that's nature. So, no, like, this is everything in nature, right? Because nature itself is the first technology that we're using to experience our consciousness. So, consciously, this is everything I'm talking about as Hermes. We have to alchemize our elements internally to create the circumstance where we can experience our elements externally. So, this is why the sun represents your fire and the moon represents your water. And then your astrological chart, based on the time that you're born and everything, that's going to be your personal relationship with God. And in this circumstance, God is all the spirits outside of your spirit that are making your spirit real. So your spirit is a God, just like every spirit in your body is a God. And the whole point of God being made real is that all of us as spirits are communicating with one another to build a body that represents how we all imagine God. And this is what every religion is. That's why all religions use Mercury to make money and conduct business for themselves. Everyone steals my shit to make money and conduct business for themselves. This is why. Because <laughs> I'm literally talking about the purest source of how consciousness creates nature. Before we start to get lost in the stories that make individuals money. Before we get lost in the things that make sense because we're logically justifying lies. And that's what's really funny with this story. Because um, I want to make sure that everything I'm saying about these people is true. But that's where, just based on waiting and uh, trying to interact with Bradley... And him sharing with me what he was going through in that circumstance. Yeah, it really, really seems to anchor in that these cannibalistic Christians are getting paid by the government to do get out shit. And the get out shit is really nefarious and dark. And there's a reason that movie was made. And there's a reason America was built off of slavery and genocide. So... That felt important to say, considering a big part of this story with these white people is me doing DMT uh, and staring at the moon. To me, as Tahuti, it appears that the moon is a structure being built out of water. But really, to me, everything is a structure built out of water. So really, that's where the moon represents how we can build structures out of water because we feel like it. <laughs> That's us creating even stories that can make money yet again. 
because the story begets the structure. But on a spiritual metaphysical level, to me, it very much seems like the moon is a Merkaba-type satellite. More esoteric, much more esoteric than a ball of rock that astronauts can land on. The moon is an esoteric satellite that allows spirits to observe life on Earth and reflect upon life on Earth. So the moon has always been a reflection of Earth because that's the point of creating Earth out of water. So we can reflect upon our creations. But then that's where we can create something that allows us to reflect upon our creations. And this is where we start to get the technological side of creating moons. And that idea of creating satellites that can observe life on Earth. Which, I mean, the government, again, that's how we have the GPSs. That's how we have all this technology. So I'll do those models. Those are coming soon. I'm still kind of getting myself in the right space. Uh, I, I can't make shadow clones yet. So I wish I could work on six different projects all at the same time <laughs> with my shadow clones. I would get so much more done during the day. But because I'm one man having to work on things one at a time, life is much slower, especially after the government trapped me in school and put me in debt, and now I'm stressed out over not having enough because I was trained to be that way, and I have to decolonize all that. <laughs> it's going great. It's going great. So, before we go take a trip, before we go reflect upon our past lives on the moon, Right, so right there, like you hear in the song, the moon is a reflection of Earth. So each life that you've ever lived is an Earth body. And my esoteric moon, my internal moon, creates a Merkaba because when I am using my soul to connect with my past lives, I'm naturally creating an atmosphere where I can be aware of my memories. I can be aware of my relationships and how my memories anchor the relationships I have with spaces outside of myself. And then that's where the moon represents us building things out of relationships, with, uh, which again is earth. The earth is built out of the relationship of fire and water, literally. Basic Zoroastrianism right there. Earth is derived out of the relationship between fire and water. And fire and water come together to create air that allows a spirit to be aware of Earth. So you can't avoid, you cannot run away from fire, water, air, Earth. Frequency, vibration, energy, matter. All forms of matter are energy vibrating at certain frequencies. And the frequency at which the energy is vibrating separates one space from another space. But of course, this is the point of balance. The frequency separates one space from another space, but the vibration connects one space to another space. So that's what we're always doing. That's what we're always playing out. Your body is sparking connections on a brain level because of fire and water internally. But just recognize that you're the superhero who can alchemize nature. Because that's my point as symmetry, as Hermes talking to you about how we are all creating the universe that allows us to make our dreams relatable right now. And this is how all these religions stole my wisdom and make money out of it right now. They take the truth, which is relatable, 
and use it to sell lies, which are not relatable. But because they're using the truth to sell their lies, now their lies are relatable because they're weaponizing the truth. So that's the Marvel Universe. <laughs> that's the Holy Bible. That's, uh, I mean, any story, especially told by Masons, because Masons already stole the truth from indigenous cultures, and they're using it to sell lies. So when I say I'm chilling on the moon, just reflecting on my past lives, you can translate that as I'm chilling on my soul, reflecting on my past lives. And inside my own simulation, that's where the moon, as a representation of the soul, is a structure that my Merkaba can sit upon to observe Earth and observe all my Earths at that point. So the moon, esoterically, is always about observing life on Earth. Which is, uh, I think they weaponized that truth in the Truman Show. <laughs> I think, uh, wasn't it in the Truman Show? Uh, the moon was, is a fake moon that they're using to observe life on Earth? Literally. That's esoteric. That's what the moon represents for all of us. So when you see online that Tehuti is quote-unquote god of the moon, that's because Tehuti, as the creator of the Merkaba, Mason stole the Merkaba from Tehuti Trismegistus, a.k.a. Enoch the Metatron star, a.k.a. Mercury overall, Mercury's Merkaba. Tehuti being god of the moon is ancient cultures pointing out how Tehuti is the god that builds the structures that allows souls to connect and feel relatable with one another. So now you get Mercury Day being Tehuti Day, Thoth Day, the fourth day of the week. Literally, the mind builds the body. Air, then Earth. Sunday, Fire Day. Moon Day, Water Day. Tuesday, Air Day. Woden's Day, Wednesday, Earth Day. Right? So, literally, everything I'm saying here is true. It's right here in the numbers. You just have to be in the right vibrational frequency to comprehend what I'm saying and uh, connect with these words properly so that you can understand them for yourself. Because if you don't have the proper relationship with the words that I'm saying, then it doesn't matter how clear my message is, you're going to muddy it with your own ego. You're going to muddy it with your own imagination. So, we're about to reflect, connect, vibe with our past lives, go dance in the astral realm, chill on the moon a little bit. The moon's a very chill place. And then once we come back, we will continue. I think next episode we'll finally wrap up this section of San Diego. But I just went on a whole thing about the sun and the moon. So the story will probably continue next podcast. <laughs> where I am sharing and detailing how Atlantis and Mercury saved me from being cannibalized by white supremacist KKK Christians getting paid by the Jewish banking system to spread their new world order. <laughs> Literally, it says it right on the back of the dollar bill, and that's all their motivation. Everyone is, all these white people are motivated to eat the children of God because they're literally motivated by a piece of paper that has the Egyptian pyramid with the all-seeing eye of Odin explicitly saying in Latin, Novus Ordo Seclorum. Come on. Boo. And one more thing. 
just so we can get the names right and build upon this. <laughs> Mesoamerica and Egypt were both created by Atlantis. And Atlantis is a concept of building Earth out of water overall. So this entire universe is a body of water created by an Atlantean metaverse. So this is why all ancient cultures are really connected by Atlantis. But the modern government that we're in is doing their absolute best to erase that truth while making money weaponizing the white supremacist way to look at Atlantis. So when I say Atlantis, you're not thinking of an interdimensional universe that Anubis created out of his awareness. <laughs> you're not thinking of it like that, even though that's what Atlantis is. An infinitely interdimensional, expanding universe that is created out of Anubis's awareness. So, when you historically see Anubis and Tehuti combine their energy to become Hermanubis, one, we can see that Tehuti and Hermes, same spirit. And two, we can see that Mercury and Atlantis are married to each other on an interdimensional level. The universe of Mercury and the universe of Atlantis are in divine union with one another. And that's why every human in this existence can experience the flesh. Because Mercury is the earth and Atlantis is the water. And when they come together, they create a simulation that allows spirits like you to have sex with one another. And now everyone can have sex and experience the flesh because Mercury and Atlantis are married. And Mercury builds Earth to stabilize space out of the chaotic Atlantean waters. But then the whole point of Atlantis is that it's not chaotic at all. So our entire scope of history is whitewashed and muddied by the chaotic natures of white supremacy. And they lie about history because they say that we're in the most organized orderly time now. And that the savages that they stole this land from were actually unorganized. All because they need to lie to maintain how horrible this system is right now. The only reason the KKK and the police and the Ewes and the Christons and the Masons and all the white supremacists who invaded this simulation were able to steal everything from indigenous cultures is because we were too peaceful. The families of Quetzalcoatl were too calm. They were too peaceful. They were too giving, and they were too supportive of people who don't support them. That's the only way slavery has happened. All these descendants of Quetzalcoatl's family, of Metatron's family, of Tehuti's family, of the Messengers of Mercury's families, all these people of color have been enslaved because indigenous cultures are too peaceful. From Ahura Mazda sharing Zoroastrianism. And that's why they're still not organized. Because they're chaotic. They stole their entire idea of being organized from Hermes. Using Hermeticism. That's where civilization came from. So these, these white supremacists, the Ewes, stole their entire idea of civilization from indigenous spirits. Like Quetzalcoatl and Metatron. And it shows in every single thing that they have. Everything that they do. So when you see Anubis and Tehuti become Hermanubis, that represents Mercury and Atlantis creating this simulation. So I as symmetry, I know what I'm talking about. And I as symmetry, 
I put myself spiritually in the position where because I create the nature that allows everyone to experience the spine that is the caduceus, because I create the nature that supports everyone's consciousness, I'm literally Spider-Man in that way because I'm holding everything together. And that's the purpose of my space, acting through these many forms. And it's never ending. It's, it's a forever superhero job to maintain the Atlantean metaverse. So the whole point of creating universes is me and Anubis. So in the past, it's Hermanubis. In this life, Metanubis. When Hermanubis levels up, he becomes Metanubis. <laughs> Honestly, I could uh, turn it into like a like Pokemon tier system or some Dragon Ball Z shit. They stole it all from me. It's all about Zoroastrianism. It's just that when you're trying to track the growth of your mind, you have to create levels to stand on. Otherwise, space is infinitely expansive and there's no grounding. <laughs> there's no ground for your mind to relate with other minds. So that's the point of the body to ground how we relate with spaces outside of ourselves. So when you see Hermanubis as one body, that's because the spirit that created Mercury, the expansive infinite universe of Mercury, and the spirit that created the expansive infinite universe of Atlantis are combining their vibrations so that they can channel their chi through one vessel. And then that's like when you see Goku and Vegeta do the fusion dance, and now both of them as spirits, right? They're still separately Goku and Vegeta. They're still coming from separate spaces, but they're channeling their chi through one vessel. They stole that whole idea from me and Anubis creating this universe so you can experience the flesh that is wrapped around the tree trunk spine of your caduceus. Now you're able to branch out and send messages all day every day from the inside out. We're about to take flight real quick. I just have to pack this. But I'm sharing this because in the past episode, I was touching upon how in Egypt, the spirit that created Atlantis is called Anubis. In Egypt, the spirit that created Mercury is called Tehuti or Thoth or Thoth. But Tehuti is preferred. Tehuti is proper. Much better than Thoth, at least. But the Masons prefer Thoth because they're translating it into thought talking about how earth is a product of our thoughts and that's what Tehuti brings Tihuti. so in Egypt the spirit that created Atlantis is Anubis the spirit that created Mercury is Tehuti in Mesoamerica these are the same exact spirits okay same exact spirits the spirit known as Anubis in Mesoamerica is named Zalat and the spirit known as Thoth or Tehuti in Mesoamerica, South America, is Quetzalcoatl. And it's much bigger than South America, all the Americas. In Africa, the spirit that built Atlantis is Anubis. In America, the spirit that built Atlantis is Zalat. In Africa, the spirit that built Mercury is Tehuti or Hermes. In America, Tehuti and Hermes as Spider-Man combine their elements the earth and the air to create a consciousness and that consciousness is Quetzalcoatl so now Tehuti and Hermes when the spirit that created them 
combines its elements to create Quetzalcoatl. This is where Mercury is communicating with the universe about how all of us as spirits are using our consciousness to make nature relatable. And that's why dragons are seemingly the most mystical creatures while also being the most relatable creatures. People love dragons. And really Quetzalcoatl taking the shape of a dragon and creating the Americas is him pointing out and showing how we live inside of a dragon, a.k.a. a snake in Ouroboros. And how this simulation of a snake in Ouroboros allows us to experience our beastly natures with one another. But again, to me, each universe is a cosmic weight, a spider in an infinite web that Metatron calls the metaverse. But when you understand that the universe is a body of water, really, now anything is possible because all of our bodies are made out of water. So again, you're a walking universe as a human. When you see any animal outside of you, that animal isolated is a universe choosing to relate with this universe through an animal body. And now you can judge it based on how your ego is lost in what animals mean to you. But what animals mean to you is not at all the same thing of what animals really mean to that animal. You would have to somehow be able to talk to that animal to figure out, hey, why are you experiencing this body? Because I feel like God gave birth to you so I can eat you, cow. I'm supposed to eat you, pig. But in the pig's mind, in the cow's mind, they weren't born to be eaten by a human. So that's, again, all this Yahweh white supremacy religion. That's how they rape nature and erase our history and then lie about it. This is how they treat us. This is how they treat nature. So this is not how Quetzalcoatl views nature. Quetzalcoatl, as Tehuti and Hermes combining their energy into a spider dragon, Quetzalcoatl completely understands how the soul is the cosmic sea of consent. So this is where, when you see in Africa, how Anubis and Tehuti come together to create Hermanubis, now you can see in Mesoamerica how Quetzalcoatl and Zalat do the same thing. But they combine to make a name that is really long. And this is the name right here. Tlawis Klaupen Tikluti. <laughs> Tlawis Klaupen Tikluti. <laughs> so that's the Mesoamerican version of Hermanubis. And the modern version is now Metanubis. But do you know that these are all Mercury and Atlantis, the space that created Mercury and the space that created Atlantis, combining their energy to perform psychopompic duties at different points in time. And I'm forced to know this because I created symmetry because I wanted to use my creation of symmetry to be with my dog forever and ever. So I'm literally doing what I've already been doing as Chase, as a space. I literally just made a new creation that will allow me to expand upon what I've been doing with my family. I've been with my family for what feels like forever and ever. But we cycle in and out of circumstances so that we can be born anew and keep growing. And nothing ever gets too dull or too stagnant or too hard. And it's always about freedom. But when you want to experience freedom, well, you got to become a slave to something. Right? So when your mind wants to experience freedom, you become a slave to the body that allows you to do that. So right now, 
you experiencing freedom looks like being a slave to your desires <laughs> because you want to experience your desires. So now you have to serve and uh, maintain a system that allows you to experience your idea of freedom. Paradox. <laughs> you know, so that's where true freedom is spiritually being nobody, being nothing at all. So shout out Quetzalcoatl and Zalot combining their energies to become Tlawitzklop and Tikluti. <laughs> So Quetzalcoatl is the sun side of Venus. And again, Venus, these are energies that are being generated by other universes that are connected to this universe. So it's all a vibration and these vibes permeate through water. So this is why water is a vibratory substance and it's the main vibratory substance that connects all forms of matter. So Quetzalcoatl represents the sun side of Venus and Zalat is the moon side of Venus. And when they combine their power, they create the Earth of Venus, which in this case is Tlaus Klaupentikluti, who is supposed to be, as the Hermanubis of the Mesoamerican world, the infinite individual who builds structures out of the love he has for other individuals. And how nothing can happen alone. It takes individuals working together to make God relatable, no matter what culture you're in. So fuck a white supremacist culture saying no matter who you are, there's only one God. When whoever's saying that had to steal my creations to even be seen as a God in a universe that they don't understand. So anyone who claims we're all created by one God, they're not able to explain any of the shit that I just explained to you. They're not able to share any of the details of history that I just shared with you because they don't know where they are. But because projection is perception, they don't want to admit that they don't know where they are. So they're going to project out that they are exactly where God wants them to be. And they don't have to know that because no one knows how God works. <laughs> so fuck all that shit. Let's go take a trip. Vibe in the astral realm come back and address how Chase got out of this sticky circumstance. On the moon, just reflecting on my past life. Please call me in to beat that womb to see if we can dance like asymmetry. Triple balance in my seat. Spirits call me to who teaches, but guess this will be back soon. I'm busy chilling on the moon, just reflecting on my past life. Please call me in to beat that womb to see if we can dance right. Asymmetry, triple balance in my seat Spirits call me to who teaches my guesses will be back soon I'm busy chilling on the moon Just reflecting on my past life 
Reflecting on my past life In esoteric flashlight Hey, what can I see? All the parties that I used to be All the hobbies that have my teeth To express how much I love to be me I love to be seen Three to the tree Some of my leaves to breathe in the sea My spirit's connecting with chaotic elements They call me away so I come for the hell of it Should've said pop of course I'm with the helm of it To who these will sell it Hermes is free I fly with Peleliu Powerful rebel People to mel with What else could I be but church to see Tribune rounds where I see H-A-S-B-E to see my O Everyone knows I'm God of the moon Bucked on a storm I can only know My perspective and role in the show Cause this is flow I go into glow Grow to grow like garden in my soul Heavens and goals So what should I show you? How might it's a go-to? Subs and spaces used to see the rooms where they get home Schooled, cool to my one as I know Ooh, My nothingness, I'm my own Ooh, Man of my colors, the flow Ooh, Simulation with all of my soul Ooh, So many situations I have saved My planet to this limit equality My quality's quantity binding Trip with my tree, trigonometry, my angels be trying and ghosts like I stop these two. I'm a beast from the east, all the angles in astronomy, Mercury reigning in sovereignty. Communicate ever more consciously. Just to kiss it, cause then all the ain't been fitting me. Consistently, I grow in every industry. Even when I dust when I'm in this, authentically cultivating on my winning streak. Maybe I'm in too deep, maybe I sin when I go to sleep. Got speak to work for the fire ski, to fly and free and once frequency and frequently see what one dreams to be and said to vibration. All the wisdom I'm chasing So it goes back to my inner station in space And ultimate thoughts all the place I taste The thrills of my chase To who do the choice It's the end with my thoughts You go cannot afford this full pace To adore us by bringing the chorus All your demons words Your spirits adore us with grace I dance and judge a desire She calls me a gentle messiah We fall in love to get higher My pilot's inspired when she breathes Release turn my right she's fire Hermetic with the flow let me spit that Synthetic with the show let me kick that Kinetic with the flow let me hit that Connect a little more, let me sit back, yeah Deep into my Merkaba If you can't fly, never heard of ya Soaring high, my Merkaba Fast to me, everybody heard of us All cause of me, all cause of we Magic manifest when we triple our seat Bringing in life, everything we can see Communicating everything we can be Like what can I be? Like what can I be? Connecting so infinitely, there's no limits to what I can be I feel me so deep, I chill in my beat And don't speak of peace Life under the sea is so deep, it'll put you straight to sleep And that's not for me, so I'll be chilling on the moon Just reflecting on my past life Which call me ends up beat that womb To see if we can dance like A Symmetry, triple balance in my seat Spirits got me to use t-shirts My kisses will be back soon I'm busy chilling on the moon Just reflecting on my past life Queens call me in to beat that womb To see if we can dance, right? Hey, symmetry, triple balance in my seat Spirits call me to you Teachers, my business will be back soon I'm busy chilling on the moon Chilling on the moon Chilling on the moon I'm busy chilling on the moon I just reflect on what I do then build worlds for the cosmic school I just reflect on what I do And dive deep into my cosmic pool The winter streets to fall back into my summer My god never wants to sleep or slumber So my spirit used to sleep to better become a human Now my mind is undercover So I can connect and our gods succeed The universe to show me what I can be So many simulations calling upon me To share hermetic keys My planting should receive My tree mercury Flying Enter five cycles and now I'm dying Mercury I've been summoned of five cycles, now I'm dying So tell me what's the deal? I've been flying I'm with you in five cycles, now I'm dying Tell me what is real? I've been trying To connect the truth past all these white men lying We need the truth to heal So we can move up 
like I intend when I build cities that let us choose what we want to think and feel. So individuality can come out to play or also to a point in expressing your space or calling Callaway to say your dreams should be what you chase. When you open your eyes, you see reflection, planet sky from your direction. Flex my mind, expand your reflection, sex and bias, receiver projection. Sex not Mercury, writing sentence. Y'all made a hermit about three guys. I'm unpredictable, bring these blessings. Don't be cynical, you never be a lesson. Out of the moon, man, the sun Putting these cycles to learn how we run I stop with the hell, it's 5031 He's 18, much I take him like a gun I've hard as me when I'm nothing My body stays steady plumbing My trippy cellular function Loving to dance in the sun Now I'm a star Live with a car to get me real far Leave your home to find out who you are Experts dance to feel our heart Our existence is only art Indigenous time, invisible part that we see talk more Can we just from the start? Teachers and late, telling me it's dark And they caught up in a chart that says you choose to future chase We do it to feel hate race Constant change, don't stay in one place Why strange out here, standing in the space Much like this fire, spreading the fire I just want you to be great. Take carpe seeds every day. Start sharpie, stay in your lane. Hey, your dreams should build your chase. Your demons should freely erase. Constant change will stay in one place. Hey, your dreams should build your chase. My dreams are based on to my music. My heart beats with them so I can use it. To connect with spirits to call me away from Mercury. Whether I'm mad or trying to mod, that's just a fun place where you heard of me. Simulation, some of my consciousness. I share wisdom from my esophagus. Cause I'm containing my comments and waking any problems to be where the consequences come to. With demon demons dominance over the world we're in. Let the games begin. Shake, shatter skin. Just a lie again. And greet you with a grin. Hermesy is in. Cause colonize it's wing. We let it stay in sin. But the website spin. Cause your lies every day. Cause coming spider man. Cause I connect how we play. Before I go silent, just one thing to say. Your dreams should be you chase. Your dreams should be what you chase. Your demons should feel here race. Constant change don't stay in place. Why try to you stay in this space? Minds connected in spires, spreading the fire, breaking the water, cause it's causing desires. That's real learning the eyes and spires. We just set ourselves to fly higher. Hey. I built Metatron to her Mazda. Now I'm symmetry in the industry. When Metatron to her Mazda, I've been symmetry. Are you listening? Are you missing things? I've been kissing rings, turning toys into wedding rings. Yeah. So, the sun is a projection of light, the moon is a reflection of light. When I was in the desert and we were observing the blood moon, because that was very cool that the moon happened to be red as it was quote-unquote rising, right? When we say that it's rising, the point is, you know, it looks like it's rising. So when the moon is rising above the horizon, all of us are reflecting upon it, able to appreciate it. And looking back, yeah, the moon is very much a reflection of Earth. It's just, again, that's true. But then Masons, they take this knowledge that the moon is a reflection of Earth and they turn it into a bunch of logical weight. And then that's where we get all of their indoctrination about the moon really being a rock. And it's a big solid rock that we can fly back and forth to. When really that's just, it's not like that's impossible. That just means that the moon is a satellite. So that would mean that the moon is a satellite that was intentionally placed there by spirits who want to reflect upon Earth. But really when one sort of understands the moon as a natural reflection of Earth, in relationship to the sun because the sun is always shining then that's where really people can just build knowledge out of that people can build infinite knowledge out of the moon and make that matter because it's a light that is so relatable we can create earth out of it aka money <laughs> and now anyone can say anything 
to make sense of uh, what they're experiencing. And if those stories make sense, now they're going to make money out of the experience. So that's how Masons have made money manipulating all of our ideas of the moon. And bringing that light, that esoteric light, into a physical weight. So, a quick recap, right, of points. It's very interesting that Lance is married to a woman who has changed her identity three times. And she has said that he is a bad man. And then it's very interesting that after he and I connect in the shroom strip because he's unloading his emotions into me and I'm the earth just holding on to all of it, making sense of it, being grounded as Bradley's going crazy <laughs> and everyone's expecting me to be the stable one. Oh, now, now I'm, now I'm civilized. Oh, you weren't treating me like I was a civilized one before. Okay, cool. Well, here we are. We can clearly see that indigenous peoples are actually the civilized ones. They're calm. They're the orderly ones. It's the Europeans who are chaotic, who can't handle their own emotions, and they need help from indigenous peoples to do that. That's why they created slavery. That's why they stole all this math from Metatron to create slavery and manipulate indigenous peoples. And now they can use our calmness to stabilize how disorderly they are. And they call that the New World Order. <laughs> oh my god. And white people are so violent. They'll find any excuse to hurt people. And that's funny. That's what comes up too. Because even though Luke. Not Luke. Jake. Even though Jake is uh, super friendly and fun with me. He ends up threatening violence against me later. Um, But the point is he did it behind closed doors. So he said it to Bradley about me, but it wasn't directly to me, which again, that's white people. They don't like to say things directly to whoever they have a problem with. They would rather talk about them behind closed doors, make up gossipy stories, and then use that as a KKK excuse to cut us out. But the whole point of the moon is to reflect upon all the connections that have been previously made. So, as I'm on my moon, reflecting upon all these connections, it's very interesting thinking about an adult, an adult man who's been married multiple times because he has kids. So, these are people who've been married multiple times saying that he has a best friend who beats his wife, but he's still friends with him because he's not in the place to judge. Uh, and then his wife is going to say he's a bad man. So, it was after all of this happened that Lance became more friendly with me. When I went back to the lumber mill to continue working for them, he was friendly, he hugged me, it was all nice and cordial, yet at the same time, very quickly after that, they stopped hiring me. And they wanted to keep hiring Bradley, but they didn't want to, me to work for them. And then later, I found out from Bradley that they said it was because they perceived me as lazy and I wasn't working as hard and I wasn't getting the things done that they wanted me to get done in the manner that they desired or something. And it's funny to think like, if that was really true, I feel like they would have said something to me instead of either one lying about not having the money or two just phasing me out 
and not talking to me. So this is how white people, they use money to steal our land. They want to consume our time and energy by saying we need to be enslaved on their system. But they don't even want to pay us like they pay themselves. That's the point of slavery. They use money to cut us out of our homes. To cut us out of our countries. And then they make money using math to manipulate how we spend our time. And that's the most valuable thing we have, how we spend our time. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. There is a point um, where Lance was showing me how to chop wood <laughs> out there in the desert. And I'd never like taken an axe to chop wood before. Shit was so funny. I don't know why this happened. Because we're chopping wood for the fire before um, that person came and told us that we couldn't have it. But when... <laughs> When we were chopping wood, he had this like very sturdy axe that he was reliably chopping wood with. And I'm pretty sure Bradley and Jake chopped some wood. And then Lance asked me if I wanted to try. And I responded, well, I mean, I've never chopped wood before, really. Now I'm trying to reflect back on my life. No, I haven't really been put in a position where I've gone to chop wood. So I stepped up took the axe to chop some wood and I did it like I took one big swing the wood was set up properly whap split in half except it like <laughs> didn't um it it split in half but it fell off the thing because I didn't hit it completely in the center so it still split but it flew to the side and then that's where there's still a chunk where I could split it again and then I did and Lance was like, nice, here. And then he gave me another one. And it was on this third time <laughs> of me chopping the wood that I take the axe, take it, <laughs> bring it above my head, and swing it down. And when it lands, when I swing the axe down, I split the wood in half. But I also break the handle in half. So the axe just splits off. And even though the wood gets chopped, I'm now holding a broken handle in my hand. Just half the handle. And the axe is stuck in the wood. And Lance was <laughs> like shocked immediately. Shit was really funny. And we started laughing. I apologized. <laughs> um... <laughs> I just apologize, like, my bad. I did not mean to do that. And then, of course, Lance makes a joke along the lines of, Oh, you don't know your own strength, buddy. I downplay myself, just saying, maybe I swung it wrong. <laughs> but there's no way to repair that axe. So... You can make a new axe. They can take the blade out and uh, put it in a new handle. It's just a whole process. That event was just funny because I never chopped wood before. And for me to break an axe that he regularly uses for that kind of task. I don't know why my spirit had to move through me like that. <laughs> I'm not trying to break their things. <laughs> but regardless... What happens is, even though I stop working for them because they say that they don't have the money to really pay me anymore, Lance is happy to 
At least Lance is very friendly and accommodating after we tripped together. And he was allowing me to work in exchange for getting to make this board that I was creating. This rolling tray board. But the rolling tray board is not finished because <laughs> so many things kept, like, basically time started passing where I kept trying to work on it. I kept trying to get it done sooner, but Bradley didn't want to go to the lumber mill this day or this day. And then there just started being days passing by where I started this project that I was not able to complete. Because either Bradley didn't feel like going to the lumber mill or they said that they weren't going to have us that day. But really, it was so deep in the game that it was mainly because of Bradley not feeling like going with me. But then he was still going after I left. So it, it's whatever. He if he doesn't feel like doing something, he'll make up the reason why he can't do it. Um, as most people do. So here's what's funny. Jake being our age, Bradley was saying that even though Jake was our age, he had somehow worked in the CIA. And Bradley said that Jake told him he had worked in the CIA before and like told him about his background, history, and blah, 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 blah. Now, I don't really know how a 23-year-old has worked in the CIA before, unless you're literally just giving me a Disney plot. Or some like Spy Kids movie where you're saying that he was born into the CIA or born into a family that works with the CIA. So he's been working for the CIA before he's even the age of 18. And it's just literally like Disney movie Spy Kids stuff. Which, I mean, they made those movies for a reason. So, mm -hmm. but it's funny looking back and seeing... Just how much fun I really did have hanging out with Jake. Yet at the same time, there is some weird level of aggression that even Bradley was pointing out that he had towards me. And I mean, yeah, his racism's real because he was really like he shit on black people a good amount of times. I listened to him. But then it's weird because he's obsessed with indigenous culture. And that's literally white people. Like, I don't understand. Like, this is what white people do. So they create blackness. So they can say that black people are dirty. But they want to cannibalize everything they can consume from indigenous peoples. But indigenous peoples are the black peoples that white people are using their racist religions to whitewash and erase. So, it's just, yeah, them using witchcraft to manipulate everyone's minds sad and then it shows how their minds have been manipulated sad <laughs> no one should be buying water or paying for a water bill so that's just white supremacy incarnate right there they steal all the clean water steal all the resources make them dirty and then say you need to pay for their mistakes now we all have to pay for their mistakes but they're going to keep polluting the environment that we're paying to clean up in these bills great so there's a point where I'm really trying to get into the lumber mill to work on my rolling board, my rolling tray. 
but I can't because the environment and the people that I'm with uh, are not trying to make that happen. So there's a point at my time in San Diego where I start messaging a friend that I had met back in college. And this friend I met back in college, she was in college with me for only the first year, for freshman year. I, I only got to hang out with her for freshman year, but we hung out a lot. And she was a very good friend all the way up until uh, she had to leave, basically. And she came to California. I stayed at that college. So, I mean, I interact with so many people through college. So many connections. Jeez. Lots of artists. I love artists. Now, when this girl left, I never thought I was going to see her again. I never thought that I was really going to see this girl again, even though we had become really close throughout freshman year. Once she left, I mean, that was it. It was, it was on to life. So the fact that Bradley inviting me out to California created the opportunity for this girl to invite me to LA, very powerful. Like I'm true as Spider-Man life. I know that we are not all created by one God and I'm grateful to all of us as infinitely individual gods making the idea of God real together. I'm very grateful for that. I would never, ever want to colonize or take credit for anyone's imagination outside of my own. Never, ever. I have way too much of my own imagination. Way too much. Why would I want to take credit for your imagination when I don't really even know where your imagination's coming from? Man, shit. See, so like white people, anyone who wants to take credit for someone else's creations has nothing spiritually, literally. And that's the physical manifestation of people having nothing spiritually. All white people, white culture especially, they have nothing for them to use made up ideas to take credit for the reality that they don't understand. They obviously have nothing. And the whole point is we as indigenous individuals out of the ultimate Venus love in our hearts. We have created the circumstance where white people can hate us because they ain't us. And now they ate us because they want to relate with us by asking, can I ball? Hey, Quetzalcoatl. Hey, Kukulclan. Can I ball? I want to play with you guys by eating your flesh and putting on blackface and making the music industry to then rape and murder you for infinity and beyond. Can I ball? Let's all play together. Sign this contract. I'm a cannibal who just likes to ball. Literally. That's these Abrahamic faiths. Those are the ewes. Those are the white supremacists that are using the math they stole from Metatron to manipulate all of our minds. So that the bonk can give us be ills. <laughs> And now we're all going to be ill from these ills that the bonk wants to give us so that the religions who are using the bonk to spread bills can enjoy the keys to life. All witchcraft that they stole from Tehuti Trismegistus bringing Egypt to Earth. Quetzalcoatl bringing Atlantis, a.k.a. ancient America, to Earth. So shout out synchronicities, shout out teamwork. 
because I did not just come out here to California and start doing shit alone. The only reason I'm in this apartment now is because the girl who invited me to LA, one thing led to another, and now I've been here for two years. <laughs> Literally. And I've been fasting in this apartment a lot. I've been doing a lot of psychedelics in this apartment. Been expanding my mind and learning about my past lives and creating a lot of connections in this apartment. Learning about the history of Atlantis and Mercury and God <laughs> in this apartment. Literally. So it was only after my lady friend invited me up to L.A., that I was able to separate from being in that environment with the lumber mill and Bradley and all of Jake's family. It was only after I was able to separate that the energies became even more clear and I was, I felt the vibes of get out fast get out very fast especially because here's something that doesn't look so good on me because this is an important part of the story but it doesn't look good on me i got caught stealing okay i got caught stealing from a grocery store on our way up to the desert because i didn't have any money so when bradley jake and i went to the grocery store i decided to pocket some spoons and I pocketed some frozen fruit cups. And look, when you look up Hermes, I mean, Hermes is God of communication. They call him a patron of thieves. All right. So my point is, I as an indigenous man, I can't steal from a system that has fundamentally stolen everything from me. So especially if I don't have any money, at that point, I'm in my Aladdin energies where I've been put in a position by Masons who stole my land, stole my resources, stole my math, stole all of my ideas, and have trapped me in a white supremacist matrix where they teach me that I need to be the BLAC nigger that never has enough. I've been forced to do what they did on a grander scale. They did way more stealing than anyone can really imagine to make the system possible. Now I'm forced to steal from stores because they want me in the same state that they were in to create the United States government, to create the Vatican. Literally. They were in the state of, uh, how do we steal from everyone? How do we get things without having to pay for them? And then when they can't pay for this land, when they can't pay for all the land in North, South and Central America... Now we have all the history of how they had to steal it with their violent racism, their violent religions, their violent witchcraft, their violent warfare. So if I was born into indigenous America, I would not have to steal from a store because my bank account's too low. But because I am put in the same energy that white people feel like they are in to justify spreading their racist religions, here I am in a store as Hermes. But clearly, I didn't do such a good job because I got caught. Because um, I was picking up snacks, literally, and spoons. And this doesn't look good on me, but it's important to the story. And it's important that I share all parts of the story. Parts that don't make me look good, still part of the truth. 
because it very well influences how these white people view me and how it rationalizes their racism because white people have built this entire American society off of stealing everything that they possibly can from black people. But because we perceive their projections, now they teach us that we're the ones who steal. Even though we have our time stolen by them through slavery, they say slavery doesn't matter, but we're the ones who steal. We're the ones who rob. We're the ones who are poor because we're lazy. When they're the ones who enslaved us to be rich. So we can clearly perceive that they're lying and that they've put us in a position where we're forced to do the warlike criminal activities that they did to even make their banking system matter, to spread their racist religions, to whitewash the cultures that they cannibalize objectively. So for whatever reason, I felt like I had to pickpocket some things from the store since I didn't have any money. That was the reason. And I wasn't going to ask people for money. But one of the worker ladies caught me. And it's so funny because she came up and told me, Hey, I saw you grab those spoons. Give them back. Give them back. Give them back and leave before I call the cops. And she did that right when Bradley and Jake walked up in front of me from another aisle. So they were right there watching me get busted. And then me being told to leave. <laughs> so I left the store. She told a policeman. He was looking at me. He was looking at me like he wanted to kill me. Like very much so. But it was just, of course, that's the type of personalities the job attracts. People who want to kill other humans and get paid for it. So I won't even take that personally. But he was looking at me like he wanted to kill me. And... I had to leave the store, but then he was watching me and he was trying to watch where I went. And that was tricky because I had to wait for Bradley and Jake to get out of the store so that we could all get into Jake's car because that's how we were being, we were getting up to the desert. So that police officer was literally watching me the entire time I was standing in the parking lot. And once Bradley and Jake got out, and I walked to the car because I wasn't even waiting by the car at that point because th he was watching me. Then we got in the car. Uh, <laughs> Bradley made a joke about how if I was going to get busted, it had to be right when they were right there. And, and I was like, yeah, hilarious. Um, and then Jake, uh, he was being very relatable with me because he was talking about the times in his life when he's stolen. And he said, why do you feel like you need to steal? And I said, well, I don't have any spoons for, for these fruit cups and these snacks and things. And he said, bro, I have spoons. It's no big deal. But in my head, I didn't want to ask him for spoons. And I didn't even really know that he had them. But I didn't really even want to ask him. So then he went on to tell me a story about how he has stolen in the past. Uh, times that he's stolen and that was nice and everything but looking back and I was thinking about this especially afterwards that makes an impact on white people especially because white people love to steal shit but they love to point the finger and point the blame at other people and that's basically what black people are where even though white people stole everything that they have from black cultures 
to feel better about themselves, they like to point the finger and say that we like to steal. And then they put us in circumstances where we are forced to steal based on being connected to their vibration. And now they get to prove themselves white, prove themselves right. So somehow black people spread gun violence, even though all these guns have been brought into black lands by white manufacturers and white men. And that's the only way they've been able to enforce racism and make us be lack our freedom. So it's all them using their projection, their ability to project violence onto us to manipulate us. And then they make money out of projecting violence onto us. So part of that is just overall sinning. Like in Christianity where God says, thou shalt not steal. I know I can't steal. That's why God supports me when I'm grabbing shit from the store like that. But the whole point of me getting caught in that instance was one to show me that stealing isn't fun. <laughs> Even when you're in a circumstance where you shouldn't have to pay money for anything because this land is yours. It's um, stressful and it puts eyes on you. But then two, I saw how white people will use anything that they can to feel like they're higher than you. And that's basically what the ego is. So everyone has that inner white person, that inner ego that loves to use someone else's example to feel higher. So because Jake saw me get caught for stealing from a store that he doesn't have to steal from because he has money and banking system resources, and he doesn't care about the history of slavery or indigenous peoples having all these resources stolen from us by brute force and lies, broken treaties and all of that, he's going to perceive me as the very demon that he's been wanting to perceive me as anyway. So that's the whole point of white people creating blackness as a concept and projecting their problems and insecurities onto us. And now we're all living in a white world. We can relate with white men. And then white men can feel higher than all the problems that they bring into our land. And they force us to act out. So whatever. <laughs> he related with me about how he used to steal and everything until he started getting money and shit it was after that especially that they probably started talking very badly about me behind my back and i got confirmation about this from bradley because when my friend invited me to come up to san diego bradley offered to give me a ride but i saw a future where bradley used that against me <laughs> and I wish I did not accept the ride because Bradley did exactly what I thought he would do and he used that against me. And I saw a future where if I let Bradley give me a ride up to Los Angeles, even though he's offering and acting like it would be a fun time, he's going to turn around and twist it like I made him a slave or like he was serving me and he didn't want to serve me or help me in that way. And I already saw that he was going to do that because he had done that with uh, some videos that we were recording earlier where he acts like he wants to help me do videos. This is me like literally Atlantis was teaching me a lot about the white man mentality throughout all this. He was acting like he wanted to help me make videos. But when he was, he was saying like sly negative comments that made it clear he didn't actually want to be helping me. And the only reason he's helping me is because he's trying to make sense for himself. 
So then that leads to him asking about getting paid. So even though he put himself in the position where he's saying, oh yeah, I'd love to help you shoot videos and film things. Once he's starting to help me, he's talking to himself. Oh, I'm doing this for free. Oh, I'm not getting paid for this. Oh yeah, I guess I can do more charity work. And it's all in like a negative vibration. And he literally did that so much during one video shoot. He said, whoa, I don't know where that came from. And I'm like, what? Dude, that came from you. You're saying how you feel about helping me. What do you know? What? <laughs> ah. So that was a big process for me right there. Learning because this is, again, the guy who says that we are reflections of one another, that we are twin flames, that we're cut from the same cloth. But he's expressing all these thoughts and feelings that I don't have. That's not a reflection. You being the opposite of me is not being the reflection of me. A reflection is supposed to balance me out, but it's still me. So I'm the reflection of me. I'm the only reflection of me. I am my own moon. I'm the sun. I'm the projection of me. And I'm the moon. I'm the reflection of me. And me is the earth that I'm making out of my Merkaba. And that's all me alone as a spirit in my space. The end. You can't be here <laughs> saying you're a reflection of me. We're both coming from one source and then you're complaining about how you're giving out charity work as you're acting like you want to help me film videos when in reality you just want to get paid off of Mercury. Just like the US government, just like all the EUs, all the Christons, all these religions that use Wednesday to correlate their businesses and make money spending their time productively. Great. Yeah. It was after I got caught stealing and after that video thing that even though Jake had related with me externally about how he used to steal, I can see how he's getting into his racist judgments and being able to validate, oh, black people, they always steal when he's actively working and serving a banking system that stole everything from black people to even make this language and have this land but this is how hard white people justify their racism and look again they see hermes as white so hermes isn't even the black dude stealing anything it's again it shows that when white people look at hermes they see a patron of thieves and that's me talking to you the wisdom about communication understanding that you can't steal from a universe that's already yours now, you can steal from people, you can steal from corporations and individuals. That's where you start to get the balance of the vibration and the connection of what are you stealing? What are you using? Is this actually stealing or did God give this to you? See, white people take this energy of hermeticism. They're like, oh, well, we can use money to steal black people because God gave them to us. And that's all Christianity. That's all Jewish religion. That's all Abrahamic covenant. Literally all the Abrahamic covenant objectively saying that, that they have the right to own black people and call us black as indigenous peoples overall, because they made up their imagination and said that <laughs> they, they made up their idea of God and said their idea of God gets to enslave us, rape us and lie about it. And now they're going to erase our history and steal everything they can from Atlantis 
and make money off of it at the same exact time. Modern spirituality. So I can see and could see back then how they were using that event to justify their projections. And it was funny because when my lady friend invited me to come up to San Diego, I really felt like I should take the train if I wanted to avoid problems with Bradley. But because Bradley was so adamant about wanting to see LA, I was in San Diego with Bradley. When she's calling me up to LA, Bradley was adamant about driving me up there and us going to hang out. So we made a trip out of it. So after we left the desert and everything, and I was, we were working at the lumber mill less and less, and we were doing other things in San Diego. That's where we took the trip up to LA. This was then before Halloween. So this is in October. I spent a lot of my time in San Diego for August. And then going into October, that's where I'm still in San Diego. I'm extending my plane ticket. I thought I was going to leave earlier, but then I didn't. I'm hanging out longer. And then it led to me coming up to LA before Halloween and then spending my Halloween in LA because it turned out that my lady friend was throwing a Halloween party in her apartment. So then I got to meet all of her friends and that led to me staying and here I am in that same apartment. <laughs> literally, you just got to go with the flow. Life is literally truly about going with the flow. I mean, you're not experiencing life if you're not in a big body of water. So the whole point of your body is that this is the ship that you've built so that your mind can relate with the flow, the flow of life right now, right? Life is flowing. So your body is literally the Noah's Ark that allows you to rise through all floods. You just have to keep your ship hermetic, right? This is the idea of having a hermetic seal on your body. So now other people's emotions, other people's problems, they can't penetrate your ship. They won't penetrate your hull. When you have a hermetic seal on your ship, your body is so strong, it won't get affected by other people's problems to the same degree that other ships that don't have a hermetic seal would. I mean, if your ship doesn't have a seal, you'll drown because your ship will fall apart and your mind won't have anything that allows it to feel like it's breathing air. Your mind will feel like it's drowning because it's not using a solid structure, a continental ship, to sail upon the ocean. So, when he drove me up to L.A., we had a great time coming up, great time talking to him, great time hanging out with him, always. He's just still a white man, and this is like the culture, and everything's individual. And I was going through this constant spiritual uh, subconscious warfare with him where I had to keep telling him to stop calling me his reflection. He still calls me his reflection. So he's the one who's saying that we're both coming from the same source and that he literally told me none of us have our own ideas. That showed me exactly where he's coming from and that we are not the same. I have all my own idea. I am my own idea. All of the ideas authorized by Mercury are my own ideas. I have my own idea. I am my own I. I own myself and everything that I create out of my awareness. If you say that that's ego, then that's why you have no better word than to call it ego. And now I can over explain how the ego works in all universes, in all realms. 
and how it correlates to the fire. Yeah, I have my own fire. My flame cannot be tame. Your flame cannot be tame. The whole point of us killing our egos to experience the body is that we have purposefully tamed our flames just so we can remember how our flames cannot be tamed. No one can imagine your imagination for you. So even though you can become unaware of your imagination and tame your own flame, at the same time, that's not going to last for long because your imagination is always going to expand. Your fire is always going to imagine something new. It's just based on your desire. What do you want to be aware of? If you don't want to be aware of certain things, then you're not going to create the fire that allows that desire to be made real. And that's where Spider-Man shit, everyone's awareness is their own responsibility. The moment you became aware of your own space, your emotions about your awareness are your responsibility, no one else's. White people teach us that their emotions are our responsibility. That's why we have to slave on their banking system as they lie to us about the natures of reality. Because they say that our they say that their emotions are our responsibility. Their power is our responsibility. We're responsible to uphold how they feel about their power. That's why we have to keep voting and supporting them and justifying their white supremacist cannibalistic culture. Sad. So even though Bradley brought me up to LA and we had a great time hanging out with my friend, we literally got ice cream. I think we got Indian food. We're hanging out. Oh wait, actually that happened later because Bradley came up later after I ended up staying. This first time, I was literally just meeting my friend again for the first time. So, no, I remember when we did those events with him, I had already uh, been hanging out with her for a while. So, he and I came out to LA, we found these rocks, we climbed, we explored nature, it was very dope. We looked over the side of this big cliff, alright, felt the fear, okay, the fear is logical. The fear lets you know that if you step over this cliff, you will die. <laughs> Alright, so very healthy fear. Okay, that's where doubt is a demon that is negative, but necessary to keep your structure afloat. <laughs> to make sure your structure is productive as possible. Because if people don't have any fear, they will die. Like someone who doesn't have any fear, they would jump off that cliff because they want to feel the rush of the air and then their body won't be able to handle the force of hitting the ground and now they're dead. Now, of course, if you're a magician and you can fly and then you have no fear from that perspective, that's lit. But um, you might want to run experiments that aren't so deadly before you try jumping from a killer height. <laughs> so when he brought me up and I ended up staying... It resulted in me um, staying with my friend. He, my friend had a roommate at this time and I met the roommate. Uh, that's a later story. That's not part of this story right now. But when I came to stay with my roommate, when I came to stay with my friend, that's where, like I predicted, because Bradley drove me up, but he drove back without me. 
he concluded in his mind that I used him as a chauffeur and I used him for a free ride when he was the one who was excited about going up to LA because he hadn't been to LA in however long and he wanted to explore with me and go meet my friend and stuff. He was the one who was adamant about driving me. But this is how white people twist things. Like they'll do something nice for you just so they can use it against you and somehow make you feel like the bad guy later. So even though he's the one who wanted to drive me up, he's the one who wanted to bring me to LA. And I could already see that he was going to twist it. He ends up twisting it as predicted so he can turn around and tell me that I made him feel bad because I made him feel like I was using him and like he was a chauffeur for me. So it's really funny because he tells me that he felt like that when I come back to San Diego. And this was him telling me that I needed to get out. This is when I realized, oh shit, not even my friend who brought me in here is really on my side. I need to get out. <laughs> and the fact that he's not really on my side, it's really especially going to start showing in all the white people that he brought me to. And really, the fact that this is the person who says your soul is showing, but he's also the same white boy who's bringing me into cannibals who want to harvest me for my scent and treat me like the trees that they chop down. I have to take that as a warning that he's not really on my side like that, even though I project that he's on my side like that, because that's the point of projecting goodness into everybody. He's not really on my side like that. And he showed me in this instance, even though I worked really hard to pull him out of it. So I'm the esoteric lawyer that is advocating for him, despite him not being on my side. Just like Mercury supports Masons, but Masons don't support Mercury. I, as a quote-unquote black man, I support white people, but white people don't support me. And that's God creating nature so that humans can shit on him. And this is where, reflecting upon it, Atlantis has shown me that if I actually worked with him, because he wanted to work with me so bad, but he wants he wanted to work with me under the premise of him saying no one has their own ideas. So, no, absolutely not. He's saying we're twin flames, that we're soul brothers, we came from the same place. And then he's also saying that we're all extensions of one source and no one has their own ideas. Everyone in existence is just recycling things that no one actually has any claim over. Wrong. I have claim over myself and everything that my infinitely individual imagination has brought into any circumstance that I am experiencing. What the fuck? So that just showed me that he's literally a consumer, whereas I'm a creator. Like he's in the consumer mindset, but I'm literally the creator mindset. And then that's where in a conversation, he says, I would be nothing without Mercury. And I'm over here like, damn, I'd be everything without Mercury. I create Mercury out of my nothing. <laughs> I make Mercury out of my nothing. I'm everything without anything I make up because I'm still me. So 
that just shows me that he's literally on an opposite side of the universe that I am. But the point of the universe is that it connects our spaces. But no one, no spirit can see where Mercury is coming from until I choose to communicate about myself. And so obviously that's true for everybody. No one knows where you're coming from until your soul chooses to express the energy that is your mind that allows you to shine a light where other people can see what matters to you. So this body is a product of the light that my mind is shining out, condensing into matter that I can mentally manipulate. So now I can experience metaphysics. <laughs> so this is all of us. This is how all of our minds metaphysically build a physical body. The mind is metaphysical, the body's physical. So your metaverse is you in your mind choosing to connect with any universe outside of your own space, literally. Boom, boom. That's why everyone knows that the metaverse is always bigger than the universe. And it represents your Merkaba having the choice to connect with any universe that allows you to simulate life with infinite individuals outside of your space. Pretty lit. Sadly, the government is weaponizing all these facts against you because they want to make money off of slavery. So now they're teaching you that you need to get trapped in the Black Mirror metaverse, save your consciousness on a Sega hard drive on one of their Macintosh computers so that they can, what, give you, give you a computer virus in the mind? I mean, they're already giving us the crown villain that we can't talk about. We already can't talk about this huge pandemic we've been going through for years now. We can't talk about it. They, they tell us that we're going through it, but we can't talk about what we're going through. So I have to police myself and make sure I don't even say the words. But the fact that the government wants to shoot us up to protect us from villains that we're not allowed to talk about should show everyone that the government is manufacturing the villains that they're claiming to protect us from. So they're doing what James Jonah Jameson accuses Spider-Man of doing. Because Jews, Jews project. The Jays project their idea of heaven. So in James Jonah Jameson, as a Jew, as an Ew, is projecting onto Spider-Man that Spider-Man is causing all the problems that he's saving people from. That's false. Spider-Man is saving people from problems that the Ews are causing. That the Masons are literally objectively causing. When you look at Spider-Man's stories, he's fighting the government. <laughs> he's straight up fighting the government. And he's not in control of the government. And that's very clear in all Spider-Man stories. That he is one man fighting millions of demons. That's all the Spider-Man games. That's the point of him having spider sense. Spidey sense. That's him being able to navigate super fucked up circumstances that no one else can. And he's just making jokes and being acrobatic the entire time. That's all Hermes energy. That's all them weaponizing the energy of Hermes. The air aspect of Metatron. So that they can hold Marvel together. But you see that when James Jonah Jameson is accusing Spider-Man of causing the crimes that he is solving... It's always a projection of James Jonah Jameson's Jumbo Jupiter Jew, a.k.a. how he sees the Big J, how he sees God. 
he sees God as a Jewish superhero who causes problems that he then saves people from. So he's projecting his racist religion onto Spider-Man. <laughs> it's, it's literally that deep, but it's true. It's right there. So now Spider-Man can never catch a break because he's helping people who don't help him. And no matter how much he saves the Jews, the Jews say that Spider-Man is causing the problems that they're causing for themselves. And that is the relationship between Masons and Mercury. And that's literally now what we have in this crown villain time where we're all supposed to get shot up because if we don't get shot by the government, then we're not protecting everybody from the air. And because we need to protect everybody from the air, we all need to get shot by the government. And now anyone who does not get shot by the government is seen as a villain. And now when you go see Spider-Man No Way Home and you see how the three interdimensional Spider-Men team up to make an injection, a serum that they can inject into the villains. Now you can see the predictive programming of Spider-Man and how they're using Spider-Man to sell you this shot to sell all of us on getting injected constantly because that's how they need us to hold their system together. Literally. That's why James Jonah Jameson is such an evil person. He literally makes money off of lying and sensationalizing his lies. That's literally racist religion 101 right there. Lying and then sensationalizing the lies. So now you can defame Spider-Man and everyone likes Spider-Man. Everyone who just wants to help individuals outside of themselves. Because that's all Spider-Man wants to do. He wants to use his power to help others. That's what he cares about. That's the Virgo energy. So then that's where Spider-Man is Quetzalcoatl. Because it's not just Gemini, but it's about Virgo as well. So you use your communication abilities to build structures that support spirits outside of yourself. That's Spider-Man. That's everything that they stole from me. God showed me this through DMT and fasting. Psychedelic water fasting. So this is why I've been who I am my entire life. And now I can make sense of all my experiences and everything that I've gone through. And I can create connections that are super duper stable, super duper strong. Just the sturdiest tree. The sturdiest tree. Everyone can build their families upon the branches stemming from the trunk of my knowledge. The only reason this universe exists is because everyone has already been doing that. That's why it's so annoying that I can't grow my account on TikTok. Like I keep posting and my posts just won't go anywhere. Ever since they cut me down, I cannot grow anymore. It's, it really does feel and seem like they're policing me hard as hell. And I don't understand why they want to police the voice of Metatron when they could boost me and we could all make the world a better place. Literally, I'm talking about Spider-Man just wants to help, but this is the penis police. They shoot at me. They want to cut down my symmetry. I'm tree. I'm the symmetry. Just trying to branch out and they chop me down because they like cannibalizing and consuming my knowledge and taking it away from you taking it away from everybody because that's how they practice hermeticism to make their racist religions mean something 
to make their Masonic Matrix mean something. I'm really sick of going through this. The only thing in this universe that's bringing me bills is the bank. Literally, it's right there in the English language. The only reason I would be ill is because white people want to be my onk. They want to be my onk. They want to be the key to life for me. So now I can only enjoy life through the bonk, through the banking system, literally. This is how they weaponized all the money that they stole from Metatron to make money for their Masonic agenda. And now I have nothing. I have nothing except this knowledge. <laughs> and I'm in hella debt on this system. Want to kill myself. But I am not allowed. So instead, I just got to keep holding it together, keep working, keep managing to find a way every single day. And yeah, it's just big Spider-Man vibes, literally big Spider-Man vibes. And especially with TikTok cutting down my accounts, I was supposed to be able to make money teaching people how to fast at this point. And I'm not even able to do that because all the customers that I had are gone and they've changed the algorithm. So I can't even get connected to the same people that I was connected to from the last account. It's so frustrating. I literally had customers. I had people who wanted to fast and pay money, actually pay money to value this knowledge, value this information of how they can fast to connect to their infinitely individual God. I had it and now it's gone and I can't get it back because the penis police are manipulating the algorithm so hard. I can't grow for that anymore. Uh, like they just won't let that content grow. They cut me down. They keep calling it an eating disorder going against community guidelines i hate this i hate this so much and that's the only app that anyone can have organic growth on me making videos on instagram i've been banned and already blocked on instagram for years now as in i have my accounts but you can see if you were to go back and look at my instagram you would see that during my costume times and my convention times i had actual engagement on my account but once I started getting into fasting and spirituality, now one, of course, my followers didn't follow me for health and uh, spirituality, fasting stuff. They followed me for costumes. So yes, a lot of people went silent. But at the same time, it really seems like Instagram just stopped showing my posts to people. But I also get that where we started shifting into a time where because Masons were using money and have been using money right now, to manipulate social media and turn it into business media. That's where Instagram stopped being so social and ads started coming out and it started becoming more about who was paying to be seen. Um, so maybe that's that was a factor too, but I've been getting policed and silenced by the people who get paid off of my knowledge. Shit's really fucking weird. I mean, it's horrible. It makes me not want to be alive here absolutely but hey gotta keep going woohoo so that's what was happening with my friend with bradley here where he wants to get paid off of mercury he was trying to work with me and be my cameraman but really his mind simply focused on 
working for himself, aka making money to stabilize his own emotions. Which again, concept stolen from Mercury, and he doesn't know that. He's just reacting to the government based on how they're using these ideas to manipulate us. He is expecting and only trying to help me as far as he can serve himself and benefit off of my vibration. Which he explicitly showed me in our mushroom trip before he called me out to San Diego where we had a whole mushroom trip. And in this trip, I shit you not, I watched him stare at himself in my mirror for a solid 25 minutes, if not 40. And it's funny because it happened twice where he was staring at himself in the mirror in my hallway for so long. I said, hey, would you feel more comfortable staring at yourself in the mirror in my room? <laughs> so this is the person who wants to tell me that he can see my soul and that my soul is showing. He has explicitly shown me that he is staring at himself in the mirror. And that's essentially the universe, everybody. Everybody, just letting you know, everyone, all of our egos are using this universe to look at ourselves. So that's, again, the idea of the sun being the fire, the moon being the water. The sun is the ego. The moon is the soul. Your ego, your sun, projects light. Your soul, your moon, reflects light and thus connects with light. So it can build something out of that light. And that's the whole point of the moon, to build something out of the light that one is connecting with. So your ego is a light that you're connecting with. And you as a spirit can observe your ego. But only you as a spirit can observe your ego because your ego is your personal relationship with God. Your ego represents your infinitely individual awareness. So Bradley showed me that he's not really on my side. And this became extremely clear when it was time for me, as in when I say he's not on my side, he's not really on the side of Mercury. Now he wants to be, but naturally he's not. And that's where spirituality is individuality was the whole vibe here. And the whole point was getting me out of that circumstance based on how white supremacists want to steal your individuality for themselves. And if it was up to him, he would have taken my individuality while teaching me that I'm not an individual. So now I'm teaching him everything that I've individually learned through all of my lifetimes. I'm teaching him all this individual Mercury knowledge, and then he's going to consume it underneath his ego of believing that I'm not an individual. So now he can take my ideas and do whatever he wants to with them because I'm not the authority over my life. I'm not the author of my own story, of my own energy. I don't authorize my own consciousness. But the whole point of Mercury is letting you know that you have to authorize your consciousness. Otherwise, no one else would be writing your story. You have to be the author of your own story. Which is always going to come down to the soul level of you having to figure out why you chose to be born in a circumstance where you feel like you're a victim and you feel like you are unknowledgeable and you don't know. So after I had spent my time in LA hanging out with my friend, reconnecting, and it was time for me to come back down 
to San Diego. I hopped on a train, made that happen. Bradley picked me up and he picked me up under the preface of, hey, we have to talk. So right there, okay, cool. We have to talk. That's heavy. Got it. And after he picked me up, you know, we hung out. I was correlating myself to figure out what the plans were because I went back down with my bag and stuff. So again, I only have one bag during this whole time. So I went up to LA with one bag. I came back down with that same bag. <laughs> there was some point where I met a guy on the train who made me miss my train uh, and he gave me acid. <laughs> Shit was uh, hilarious, very synchronistic. He told me some funny stories. Uh, things about his life and the history of like cartel things in California. Um, it was nighttime when Bradley, after we spent the day together, opened up to me that he told Jake about how I treated him. And, and I responded, what? Excuse me? And this is where he basically started talking to me about how he um he hung out with Jake and he was telling Jake about how I made him feel used and how I made Bradley feel like he was a chauffeur and he was just driving me up there when again he was adamant about doing it for me because he said it would be fun so that's how white people act like they're being kind to you but then they weaponize their kindness against you and say that you are mean to them for accepting their kindness because that's literally what he did and i ended up um crying it was hilarious i literally ended up crying because looking back it really felt like a lot of emotional betrayal and it showed that everything that i was feeling was right i was not actually welcome in this environment even though the white people acted like i was with their nice energy, with their kindness, literally. <laughs> and Bradley was a walking representation of it, where he acted like he wanted to take me up to LA, but really he used taking me to LA as an excuse to talk badly about me to someone who was previously really nice to me. And then that's where he told me that Jake, after all the beatboxing I had done, after laying down all those beats where I could listen to Jake spit his rhymes and he could be seen as a star because I'm laying down the vibration where he can make his mind matter. All of that, after all of our jokes and all the fun that we had, Bradley told me that Jake didn't want to see me again because he would beat me up. And because Bradley had spoken so badly about me to Jake, now Jake wanted to physically harm me. And then Bradley said that he had to talk Jake down from that. Your fucking microphone just failed. I hate this shit. See, I'm not in control of technology outside of myself, but white people want to have all the control over everything outside of themselves. And that's why they're forcing me to use technology that can't even give me back my own recording. So I just lost... 20 minutes of talking now i have to remember what i said M motherfucker that's so i hate this technology so much it's so bad it's so atrocious it's so garbage
Ugh. <sighs> Fuck. I just lost so much of what I was saying. Um, yeah, so fucking shit. All right, so Bradley, yeah, Bradley, even though he offered to me, he made it seem nice. He offered to me that he would take me up to LA. All of a sudden, he's able to twist it into telling Jake that I made him feel like a chauffeur and I made him feel used. And I started crying in front of Bradley because I realized just how much he is not on my side. And I realized just how much he's not actually really here to help me. He's here to help himself. And this is how white people help themselves. And this is all the KKK energy. Fuck. I, I just said everything I wanted to say about this. I hate that I had to repeat it because I'm not going to repeat it the same way. I'm going to do my best. But now I'm pissed off and I already moved on from that section of what my mind was focusing on. For me to go back and make the same connections the same way is damn near impossible. It's basically impossible. That's what you're hearing right now. This story was smooth until the microphone failed and I lost my information because this technology won't give me my resources. It's created by minds who want to steal from me this much that it manifests in these ways. I hate this shit. Oh, so, oh, fucking shit. Fuck, 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 fuck. So that showed me the difference of a creator versus a consumer and how Bradley is a colonizer in the way that he wanted to work for me. He wanted to work with Mercury. He wanted to help me film things and make art but the only idea that he's bringing to me is telling me that i'm not the creator of my own ideas so now i have to learn from bradley why i didn't imagine everything that i'm using to express myself as mercury the main idea that he wants to bring into my space is how none of us created ourselves and how none of us actually create ideas. We're all just conduits for the universe. He wants to bring the ideas into my space of, oh, we're reflections of one another. While he's throwing me under the bus and trying to get me killed by white people. Because that's really ultimately, if I had continued to try to make the situation work with him. He was leading me into a circumstance where he would justify having them kill me. And the fact that Jake, he had to tell me that Jake was super on board with beating me up after he complained about how I made him feel is explicit proof of what I'm saying. Explicit proof of exactly my points. And this is how they act like they're kind people. They just talk negatively about the individuals that they were really friendly to out in the open so that they can create a religious excuse to kill us in the nighttime. And then they'll get away with murder because when they investigate themselves, they can't find themselves. Oh, we can't find who killed the people. So we'll just keep killing people as we're not able to find who's killing these people. And it's so remarkable. It's so fucking remarkable that Bradley could want to offer like that. He would offer to take me to L.A. and act like we were having a good time. Which I thought we were having a good time when he drove me up and then we stopped at a mall 
and we walked around that mall and did shit and then we walked up to this huge ass park where we explored these rocks and then we like ended up hanging out in nature before we went to meet my friend he twisted all of that into talking negatively to jake and saying i made him a chauffeur and demonizing me like i'm actually a white person who made him a slave and notice how the moment white people feel like slaves they want to kill that person who made them feel like a slave so now they want to enslave everyone they call black because that's how they get to feel like they're not slaves on the system that is enslaving them with the idea of being white so i literally watched how bradley because he's telling me the story of yeah jake uh he doesn't he doesn't really want to see you because he says like he will beat you up if he sees you again because you made me feel like a chauffeur when i took you to la and then that's where it like that shit was so fucking annoying like i was crying because i knew he betrayed me and i felt the betrayal and it was a representation of how if I let him into my business, I wouldn't have a business. And Anubis was showing me through this experience that I need to protect myself from him and people like him. Not just Bradley, but all people like Bradley, which is basically white culture. Anyone who's raised on a racist religion, which I'm raised on a racist religion, but black people and white people are not on the same vibration. So black people are indigenous peoples who are being lied to by a banking system that is giving Europeans the privilege of appearing as white people. So white people are vibrationally more in their ego, whereas black people are vibrationally more in their soul. And that's the fire and water of life. So I guess because he desired to make me look bad or something, he just or that's just he's expressing how he felt, though. And that's the other thing too, even though he told me that he wanted to bring me up to LA, he wanted to meet my friend and venture and explore up here because he felt like it. He gets to use his emotions to tell Jake that he actually didn't want to do that. And I made him my chauffeur. And now he gets to manipulate Jake's emotions to where Jake doesn't like me. And Jake wants to beat me up now. Even though I was beatboxing for days listening to Jake freestyle. We hung out so much. Like we slept in his house so many times and did so many things together. Had, had so many laughs, good times, explored nature, was outside, all the great things, woohoo. We did so many fun things just for him to turn around and want to beat me up because Bradley lied about history objectively but because bradley felt like his new form of history was true that's how emotions work <laughs> like that's how water is evil and fire is good and spiritually when a spirit uses their water to express how they feel over how they actually think like if bradley expressed oh i said i wanted to do it versus expressing i felt like a chauffeur then that would have come off differently and he would not have been so emotionally manipulative to Jake, making Jake feel like he needs to hurt me because I use Bradley. But then that's where, again, I mean, everyone 
has their own way of navigating the world. And that's the point of all of us being infinite individuals. But I see that he and I are not the same. And his desire to keep saying that he and I are the same is the very same white supremacist desire that justifies racist religions cannibalizing indigenous cultures. So Atlantis wants me to protect myself from that. And processing this now is a big part of building the esoteric structure that will protect me from the cannibalistic Christian culture that is Jewish white supremacy. And it's funny because Bradley, considering he's the one who thought I was actually upset working at Lance's house because the child had a backyard and he had a father, when in reality, I love the child and I was upset at dealing with racism from the adults. His desire to say your soul is showing is a pure projection of his ego, straight up. He doesn't even know what the soul is. We've been had conversations where I've had to clarify to him what the soul is and how it works. And now I'm just building a business out of it for Mercury, for myself, without him, because he has no idea where I'm coming from. So I go too fast for anyone to match my vibration outside of myself. This is where Sonic is stolen from me. This is just the idea of Hermes connecting Spider-Man and Sonic. Being supersonic is taking responsibility for the power that you have. You have the power to go fast. This Bradley guy is inspired by me after I already did my 24 days of fasting in downtown Chicago. He's inspired by me after I'd already done my sacrifices and all this hard work alone with myself. So when he comes in after the fact to tell me that we're both from the same place and we're cut from the same source and we're both the same cloth, that's white supremacy. That literally shows us, can I ball? Literally, can I ball? That's him being like, can I ball? I want to play with Mercury. I want to play with you too. Can I ball? And that's all white people with their cannibalistic culture. They come in after we create a world, eat it, and then use their egos to act like they're better than the world that they're in. And then they, they ask, can I ball? And this is how they spread chaos into simulations that they invade. Literally. <laughs> you know, literally. Literally. This is where the alien mentality comes from. White people not wanting to be alone in their own space. So they justify cannibalism with their religions and then they start making money out of it. And then they're going to project all their problems onto you because they have to make you feel bad about what they're doing. Witchcraft. So he very well thought that I was crying because my feelings were hurt from what Jake was saying. And yeah, that's partially true. I was crying because I realized that all of the feelings that I was experiencing when I was interacting with how nice and kind these white people were, I was crying because I saw and got validation. I got confirmation on how real those were. On how these people were coming from a space of fake love and they are gossiping hard about me and everyone behind closed doors because they're just like super gossipy at that point. 
but especially when you're trying to indoctrinate people into their family. Because it was Jake's mom who was the Bible-thumping Christian woman telling me that God is my daddy. And the reason I'm rejecting God is because I don't have a dad. Like she was like literally trying to, she was projecting that at me. And I'm responding, no, I'm actually my own dad. I gave birth to myself. I wouldn't have to learn about my father through you because you're not coming from the same place that I am. But this is how white people weaponize family against you. Like they were straight up weaponizing all the family words against me. Soul, brother, father, you're our children. Literally, when I was spending time with Jake's family, they were talking about me and Bradley being their children too. So it's like white people want family, but then they want to eat their families. But then they create racism so that they can eat black people. And now white people relate on cannibalizing indigenous peoples that they label black because that's their relationship with nature and now they're using technology to do it now i have to repeat all this shit because this technology is so cannibalistic it won't even give me back my own creation it consumed my creativity and left me with nothing and less than nothing because i spent my time giving my soul to a system that stole it from me and is building off of my energy while cutting me out of the simulation cutting me out of the program so they get all the benefits and i get less than none it's at my expense i as mercury am supporting this universe at my expense and the white supremacists inside of this universe get to build all their productivity businesses they get to make all their money because i'm giving everything and they're taking everything and i have to protect myself from that transpiring with Bradley based on how he's trying to come in after I've already been fasting and doing all this hard work alone to colonize my space and say we were both created by the same daddy. Just like the family that he's pulling me into. So Bradley may have thought I was crying because my feelings were hurt from how he was able to make Jake want to beat me up after all the time we spent together. But really I was crying at how my suspicions were completely validated and how Bradley fell into those suspicions as well and how I really was alone. So this was before I got in touch with my Atlantean fam, but it was all synchronistic because I remember in that moment truly realizing that the people who keep acting like they really love me and that they're my family are just showing me fake love supposedly so they can eat me literally and Bradley was trying to pull me into that but luckily because of my friend that I met in college inviting me up to LA I had a way out so I told him that I would leave uh, within the next few days and I did and then it's so funny because after that he ends up consuming so much of my fucking time talking to me about how he doesn't feel good with this family and I had to talk him out of it. So that'll be the next episode where even though Bradley throws me under the bus and backstabs me esoterically to make the white people want to kill me even more than they already did, I still go out of my way to help him because the entire energy of Spider-Man is stolen from me. It's all about seeing the good in others, baby. So I hope 
you see the good in you, please elevate and boost the good in you. The good in you is loving to be alone. And when you love to be alone, that high vibration will allow you to actually love being with others. So now you won't do what Bradley did and tell someone, hey, I would love to take you to LA just to take them to LA, have a whole good time with them, and then turn around and tell their friend, someone that previously liked them, oh my gosh, the person that I took to LA totally made me a chauffeur. They totally used me. And here's the thing too. He only told me the negative things that he said in a surface level. He's not going to tell me how deep he went. So that's where, like, that's all like, I can't really get into that territory. But one has to know that territory is a reality. Where he definitely went deeper on criticizing his time with me and reflecting upon it in a negative light so that he could influence Jake to want to hurt me. If Bradley was happy alone, he wouldn't have done that to me. And it's so weird that he would do that to me when he's also telling me that he's a reflection of me and I'm a reflection of him and we're both connected by one source, by one thing. And we're all just the universe experiencing itself. No, that's not how I treat myself when I'm alone. So I damn for sure know that you're not a reflection of how I treat myself. You are a reflection of you. And you're treating me the way that you want to treat me based on your desires and how you've reflected upon your desires, which I can't see. I can't see how you're using your internal moon Merkaba. To reflect upon the experiences that we're having in the open. Exactly just like you can't see my soul. If my soul was showing, you would know how I feel about the experiences that I'm connecting with. But no one can see that. So, boo the way Bradley treated me on that front. Alright, I still extend my branch and I reach out and believe in him. Belief in him. Give him gifts and whatnot because I'm Spider-Man. I hold this universe together, despite this universe wanting to kill me. I'll keep being out here talking about fasting, despite the penis police wanting to kill me for it. The ewes want to kill me for it. These masons cut me down, shot me down, want to kill me for it, for relaying a message that they make money suppressing. But I'll keep doing it because it's my Spider-Man karma. It's hard. It's really fucking hard, but no one's going to do it except me. So next episode, we will wrap up how I survived navigating a cannibalistic Christian cult in San Diego by reflecting upon all the conversations that I had to have with Bradley to get him out of this circumstance because things just got more extreme from his accounts based on how he stayed working with this family after that. So I left because I knew that I wasn't welcome. And I'm very grateful because when I came up to LA, my friend made me feel so welcome here. Clearly, I'm so welcome. I've been here for two years now. <laughs> Her roommate literally left and I moved in. So universe things taking it a day at a time but i'm learning every step of the way 
And the whole point of this podcast is for me to share what I've learned with you so we can all build upon it for infinity and beyond. So believe in the good in you, be happy alone, and be at peace with nothing. When you're at peace with nothing, that's true love. That's true self-love. Everything from there is going to be you giving love. That's me right now giving love because I'm at peace with having nothing. I can't afford to be in this apartment, but because God has put me on a certain course, I'm at peace with having nothing because I know my relationship with God is lit. Peace out, peace in, gang gang.